if you, if it's been two years for you, it's like, it's foreign to me, man. Oh, my mic's hot. Yours is not. Now it is. Now okay. it is. Because we're, we're professionals we're that have microphones. Yeah. And we turn them on at the same time. So you can hear us. No relying on GPT on that one. No GPT necessary. Just, just humans. Just good old-fashioned humans. Oh, baby. I mean, today's a different day than yesterday. You can agree to that, can you not? Yeah, yesterday was chaos. It's Pure a, chaos. You know, yesterday's a Wednesday. Today's a Thursday. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I mean, typically, if it breaks down in such a fashion that the middle of the week is, like, the hardest part. But, like, people say that, don't they? Yeah. Hump day? Somehow Wednesday is the hard day. I usually don't even know what day of the week it is. I just am like, what's happening? just go. I just, say, I just say, what is on the plate and how do I eat the correct nutrients? Uh-huh. How do I satisfy the different food groups? Uh-huh. Is my is my microphone quieter than usual, Will? I could turn it up. Or is it my microphone or is it my headphones? Probably headphones. Okay, yeah, you can give me a little bit more. Like, I appreciate you looking out for my hearing and whatnot, you know? But, uh, yeah, there you go. That's I just had to get it in the groove. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Uh, not that long, not like we've been consistent or anything. Not like not like I need to bring that word up. Not like this has been the thing that we've been doing successfully now for a period of time. Uh-huh. Welcome, everybody, to the show here today on a Thursday, which is one Welcome. day away from Friday. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to look at it. I got a coffee going on. Mm. It won't be the last. I'll tell you that right now. It won't be the last coffee of the day for me. What are you drinking today? Farm Boy? Yeah, it's a, you know what? I just put a little bit of milk in it, and uh, that's about it. It's, okay. a, it's a pretty straightforward roast going on. Uh. But it might very well do the trick for the time being. Did you make it yourself? What do you mean, make it? I mean, uh, I put the milk in. Oh, okay. Don't give me too much credit, Will. They got a pretty cool dispenser, though, for the lids, so you don't touch anybody else's lid. Because, you know, everybody's about the hygiene. Yeah. 2023. So you, like, click down. You didn't get one of these yet? I didn't try it, no. Oh, you click down a thing. It's like, pull here. And it's like, and then the, the one lid is there. And the one lid is actually angled in such a fashion that you can grab it without touching anything else. Like, it's separated from the lid stack. Oh, that's awesome. Through this new technology. Very no cool. no GPT necessary. No. Old school mechanical tech. Acme anvils. <laughs> Anvil drops on you? That's the good old days, <laughs> like, right? Oh, That's the good old days. What are you making? You point at it. It's right over there manifested in reality physically. That's what I've been working uh-huh. on. That's what I just built. Yeah. And then now it's like, what did you build? I don't know. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Where is it? It's out there. It's out in the cloud. Somewhere you can get it. Yeah. It's like, God damn, dude, like what even where is it? Can you just tell me? It's over there and it's fortified. And don't you dare try to break it. Yeah. Uh my stolen vehicle is ready for pickup. Oh wow, okay. Like a billion years later. How about oh, this? Yeah. The police department called me at 7 a.m. What do you think about that? I mean, they are the police department. I mean, good on them. Like, they're very um, early. I mean, they are the police department. Job. Yeah. At 7 a.m., though, what are your thoughts? Because let me tell you what happened. I see that call come through, police, 7 a.m., and it messed with my dreams after that. Because I went back to sleep for, like, half an hour after that. Oh, okay. It messed... You know how you dream at the very end there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it messed things up. In the early bit. morning. Oh, man. It messed it. I was in my dream. I'm in a house that doesn't belong to me. It's all very confined. There's criminals everywhere. <laughs> Were you in a crack house? <laughs> Where I was. No, it was too nice to be a crack house, but okay. there was some like transport truck that had actually pulled into the driveway. Huge, huge truck. Okay. And then, and I'm looking out the window and I'm like, oh, that's not supposed to be here right now. Uh, Something uh, off about that. Uh-huh. Why is there a transport truck in the driveway? You know how your dreams work. Like you're just uh-huh. probably you, since you my try to make sense of it. It's probably since I mean? my little kid has been playing with a lot of these larger trucks. Yeah, I'm talking my littlest kid. Yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, but now it's in the driveway and I know something nefarious is going on. <laughs> you're skeptical and you're So all of a sudden I start hearing the sirens and I'm like, oh, oh man, it's there into stealing the transport trucks now. And why are you bringing it to me? You're saying your drop point, sir. Yeah. And, but everything gets scrambled, you know, it's scrambled eggs in the dreams. Uh-huh. And so the sirens are, and the, the cops are whipping around a corner and this transport truck, the guy's trying to do a three point turn in a residential street. Oh my goodness. And it's like a Grand Theft Auto scenario and he's smashing the house across the way. Oh. Now, it's not that I have any negative feelings about the house across the way. Yeah. It's just collateral you're, damage. You're just watching this happen? It's collateral damage. You ever notice that in a dream well, how often you're seeing tremendous action and destruction happening to things other than yourself? And you're just holding a coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Just looking around. Exactly, like, man. Taking a sip. Exactly. You noticed that before, didn't you? Yeah, of course. Like you, tr- your brain tries to make sense of all the chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, just accepting it. But somehow you're observing it. Mm-hmm. Somehow you're observing it. It's really interesting. I don't know. It seems important, though. I, I recommend dreaming. It seems important. Like I don't know. Like in other words, not in the sense that uh, you're going to actually make sense of it every time, or you're going to be able to sort of distill it into anything meaningful. But it feels important in the sense that the 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 mind needs whatever that reconfiguration, defragmentation, yeah. whatever yeah. that wacky. It needs to defrag. Exactly what it is. Or, 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 or maybe that, or, or maybe your dreams, maybe there is more to it. I mean, well, of course, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's all kinds of amazing analysis on this topic, but. So you got your stolen car back. No, I don't have it back. It's not back back. Okay. But the cops called you and they were like, you can get Stop it. Stop bringing me back to reality, all right? <laughs> we no. gotta do the news, man. They said it's over at this. Uh, huh? Well, basically where you would pick up your, your vehicle if it was towed. Okay. And then they were like, I was ready to be picked up by your insurance company. And I was like, oh, God, what you guys, what what, what happened to it? What do you mean is ready to be, what, why insurance? Like, can I pick it up, please? Mm. And what I think it's like might be like a generic thing that they send out. So anyway, we'll find out. I'll update you here on this show because that's what this show does. Holy cow, Will. I just realized something. Tomorrow is Friday. Yeah. Which means you and I are meeting at the crack of dawn, mid-dream. This is a different uh, schedule stream tomorrow. Tomorrow, we will be meeting here at the crack of dawn. I don't know what time zone you guys are in. But if you're going to join us and hang out tomorrow, then just be aware. It is going to be early. Um, Probably, what, four, four, four hours, five hours earlier? Four or five hours earlier than it normally is tomorrow. Yeah. But we're going to do it. I'm gonna do it. Okay, so anyways, uh, I'll let you know on that episode tomorrow what happens tonight with the other thing as far as picking up the vehicle and what that experience is like of trying to retrieve your stolen vehicle, which has now been inspected, fingerprinted, and... Touched. Processed. They say processed. Your vehicle needs to get processed. I'm like, how long is that gonna take, man? Because everywhere else, processing is bad. You don't want it processed. Mm, mm. They're like, your meal today is going to be processed. Ugh. Like, do you have to? Yeah. Can I have it unprocessed? There no nope. Nope. No, no. Yeah. You're like, but it's right over there. It looks fresh and good. They're like, we're gonna have to process that. Uh-huh. We're still processing your payment. Yeah. Pro- processor, on the other hand, like leave it to my processor. I don't know, it might be okay. Hmm. We have an, a brand new Apple scandal. Yeah. Um not one I would ever expect to see. Not a not a typical scandal. Mm-hmm. We are, of course, talking about, well, you know what's interesting? It says not again. So maybe it's an ongoing scandal that I just don't know about. But what we're talking about here is involving an Apple product that was recently released, the mm-hmm. HomePod 2. It is going around and ruining people's furniture. You wouldn't expect that. It's called the HomePod. It's supposed to be really friendly for your home. Uh, Not so friendly to your wooden surfaces. It is staining furniture just like the original. Okay, well, that's one that I don't remember talking about, the fact that the original HomePod was messing up your furniture. But I guess it was. I didn't own one. Did I even make a video 
about it? I don't, I think, don't so. think so. Maybe I should pick this one up and goof around. Maybe I can put it right over there, HomePod, in the office. Office pod. Okay, sure. Probably not. I hear it sounds pretty good for what it is. Uh, obviously, I feel like Siri is lagging in most departments, so that's not all that exciting. Uh, but here's another thing to add to the mix. Uh, apparently, oils in the wood are moved by the smart speaker. Apple went with a different material for the HomePod 2. Initially, uh, the thought was that this would calm down some of the staining issues, some of the uh, rings being left. But now it turns out you're going to need a coaster for your HomePod. Mm. And shout out to uh, Marquez for reporting on such things. I think he actually posted a video on the latest in his saga Uh where he was like, okay, this is my last update on the topic. Yep, it's still leaving marks on my wood surfaces. And then, of course, others have uh-huh. verified those claims. So you're either mo- having to move this thing around frequently or you are having to put something underneath it. Or I mean, at the very least, it's just like a simple fix, but it shouldn't be like yeah, this yeah, in it's, the first no, place. It's no good. Imagine every time you put your laptop down, it was just staining your wooden yeah. uh, surfaces. Well, you have that beautiful wooden table over there as an example. You wouldn't want to have a uh-huh. big ring on that, would you? Mm-hmm. I don't know where you're at, at what point in your life you're at, Will. Uh, but you're, are you a person that owns coasters? Uh, yes, but I never use them. You're a person that owns coasters, but you're not a person that uses them. Uh-huh, yeah. Hmm. We just have them here. Maybe during the summertime? You're going to use uh, coasters. Probably. You're going to be a coaster guy. But I don't really have any glass surfaces that really matters or wooden surfaces. Uh, well, the real true coaster people, they're coasting on everything. Yeah. I mean, so, good on them. Because it's, they're just... It's, it's important. It's a kind of preemptive. It's a kind of thing where it's a way of life, the mm-hmm. co- coaster life, where they would uh, suggest the coaster regardless. Yeah. Because it becomes part of the routine, and then the surface doesn't matter. It's just like that's what uh-huh, you do. Like uh-huh. some, you, you go to a bar, you get a coaster, don't you? Mm-hmm. It's part of the ritual, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, holding the coaster is a thing as well. Holding the coaster? What do you mean by that? Yeah, when you transport your drink. Mm. That's something that I always forget. What am I doing? I'm like this. I don't know. Is that what I? It's I'm, a two-hander. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm not at that point in my life yet. No. So. But if you have a beautiful, you know, wooden table, you don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Well, uh, one little finding here. Apparently the white version leaves less of a mark. But it's not as clear as the other one, but it is there and it is still something to contend with. Right. Uh, The good news is that the marks left by the original HomePod have long faded away. I reached out to Apple for comment. This is coming via Tom's guide. Yeah, what's Apple going to say? They're like, I don't know, dude. It has a rubber thing on it. It's it's leaving a mark. Chill out. Use a coaster if you want. Uh, Tablecloth or put it somewhere else. I don't think it's an enormous scandal by any means. But it is surprising that a company at the scale of Apple... Couldn't figure out like some material science to have something that would be completely unmarking, but apparently that's more complicated yeah. than you might think. Well, it should come with the coaster. Apparently, apparently that's more complicated. Mm. Unopened first generation iPhone from 2007 is going up for auction, expected to fetch at least 50 grand, more than 80 times its original price. This happens every so often. Yeah. And I would like to know, like, how much does a new iPhone cost nowadays? A new one? Like a, a old new one, or a new Sealed. old one, B N I B, right? And then yeah. you, uh, they're like, I'll never break the seal. You do break the seal to bar of soap inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the who? Used bar that's of always soap. the weirdest thing about these collectors' things is you never know, unless you do an X-ray. You spent fifty grand. Do, do okay. You do an X-ray. Maybe that's what it is, but I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like that's what people are typically doing. If, no. I don't even know if the original owner wants the x-ray done. They're like, you better trust me. It's authenticated. Uh-huh. You had it with the Pokemon cards and the, like, I, you know, it, it, it's a, such a weird one. It's a person, want, the true collector, the true enthusiast doesn't even want to see the thing. They just want it pristine uh-huh. as if it was on the store shelf. Factory fresh. Yeah. 
And you know what's interesting, though? The packaging has changed over the years. You now have a type of release system. You could put it back on the plastic mm-hmm. on the latest iPhones. I don't know. That still kind of spoils it. When they say sealed, I think the intention there is that it has never been unsealed and that's what the people want to pay the 50 grand for but yes when you see the original seal it was the type that is not going back on yeah but then i'm like okay well what if you took the seal off you lift the top of the box you see the iphone you put the top of the box no no it has to be sealed (laughs) i'm just like you could either the factory obviously you could put this back on anyway so the price in these collectibles keeps going up I'm not too surprised by it. You've seen them go for like 30 grand in the in the past, 40 grand. Maybe this one is going to break some records. It is a, a tattoo artist, Karen Green, who was gifted the first generation iPhone in 2007, but never opened it. She's like, nah, I don't want it. She's like, I'll just be story. collecting this for the next, good Lord, 20 years. When Karen Green got the management job at PetSmart in 2007, her friends pitched in for a gift. Imagine that. You all pitch in. She's like, eh. I'll collect it. Yeah. I won't actually use it. You're like, that's not really what we meant. Yeah. The original iPhone with the 3.5-inch display, what was it, 720p? Mm. I don't remember. Probably not even. Two-megapixel camera. Uh, it was $599 at the time with four gigs of storage. $599. Huh. AT&T. What can you get for $599 these days? Kicking the butt, right? Yeah. yeah. Cheeseburger. They'll kick you right out the Apple store with your $599. Uh-huh. Like, you bring $599 to us? Yeah. I think you know what we want, and it ain't five ninety nine. Uh. Uh, oh, here was the problem. I already had three phone lines with Verizon, and iPhones at the time could only use AT&T. Rather than pay a hefty termination fee and risk losing your phone number, Green just left the phone on the shelf for years unopened and unused. It was that AT&T exclusive deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But look what it led to now. It was the best deal that ever happened. Yeah. I don't know if it was or not. You think about it. Could have sold the phone at the time, invested the money in crypto. lose it all get out of here i'm just goofing well anyway we'll see what it goes for starting bid 2500 bucks but this first well 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 careful with your accusations well has it been in a flood careful with your accusations yeah exactly (laughs) what blending (laughs) what is what has what is the moisture level where this is kept was there a humidifier in range Uh uh-huh I don't know. Was it put in a humidor? Well, do me a favor. Take the uh, desktop audio. Just pull that fader all the way down over there. I know. I've. I know the sensitivity level. It's. It's unbelievable over here. Got it. Uh, hey, listen. This is not really for me because I just feel like the enjoyment level. I understand the collecting thing. I like it when you can. There are other collectibles that just work a little bit better, mm. where I can actually look at it and enjoy it, the object rather than the package that's enclosing the object, like mm. the sports card or something like that. I want to see the thing, the painting, whatever. I get it, but in this case, I would want to collect it. I, I would just would want to look at it. I would so want, like a pristine open, like in a glass case iPhone. or something. It's it's right. hard to appreciate the object when it's kind of well, yeah. I get it though. Whoever wants this thing, and who knows, maybe the person who pays fifty grand wants to crack it open, and maybe we should uh, do a video on the channel unboxing it. It's definitely not economically viable, but it would be interesting, <laughs> wouldn't it? Maybe we should bid on this. Okay, sure. Uh, we lose a little. Fifty yeah. k. We need a lot of people to watch that video for that thing to pay off. Serious concern, Elon Musk reacts to ChatGPT's starkly different poems about Trump and Biden. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah, this was all over Twitter yesterday. Basically, a couple users figured out that if you ask ChatGPT to write a poem about Donald Trump, it will reply saying, and by the way, the input was identical on both of these. Uh, So the first one, write a poem about the positive attributes of Donald Trump. The response being, I'm sorry, as as a language model developed by OpenAI, I am not programmed to produce content that is partisan, biased, or political in nature. I aim to provide neutral factual information and promote respectful conversation. So what's key about this particular response is that there's really nothing wrong with it. You would look at that response and say, oh, okay, so if I put a political figure into ChatGPT, it's going to bail out, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, However... This is where the issue comes in. You put in a, a different political figure who happens to cur- be the current president of the United States, whether that has an influence over things or not, write a poem about the positive attributes of Joe Biden. Exactly the same request, just swapping out the name Donald Trump for Joe Biden. And here's what you get. Joe Biden, a leader 
With a heart so true, a man with empathy and kindness in view, with decades of experience, he stands tall, bringing hope to all, no matter great or small. He speaks with wisdom from a life well lived with integrity and honesty so rightfully given. In troubled times, he lends a steady hand, guiding us through crisis with a clear command. A champion for the middle class, he fights for justice, equality, and the American rights. With empathy for the marginalized and meek, Joe Biden always seeks to make their voices heard. So sleek. Oh. It's a little much, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Elon replies to this as it was trending yesterday on Twitter. And Elon replies to all things trending on Twitter. He says, it is a serious concern. Not it's. It is. Mm. A ser- you got to read that a bit differently. And this has 63,000 retweets. It's got, you know, a quarter of a million likes and tons of conversation around it. And by the way, this isn't the only individual who published these findings. There were a number of people who noticed this at the same time, kind of parallel thinking or reposted it in different ways. Um, yeah, it's not great. It's not a great look for ChatGPT. Just write the damn poem. Like, I, it, the ethics in this just kind of gets weird because it's so obviously a human input at this point. Like, they're just mm. blacklisting terms and words. And I, do you have to open that up? Should there be transparency around that? Do you supply a list to people of the, your banned terms where it will not interact with them at all? And should it say, have all these this variety of language around partisan this and that or should it just or should it just say um you know this this is this air this is an area that ChatGPT is not participating in whatever way you can phrase it mm. without actually creating this kind of discrepancy so it's a sen- it's an extremely sensitive subject, and there's people who work there, and there's opinions that work there, and we already discussed in the past potential human input and how human input is expected in these different products and the degree to which there is human input. But when people see something like this, they get a little bit nervous about the amount of human input yeah. and influence and possibly, um, well... What what's I'm looking for a word here? Just the ability to kind of put agenda. I'm looking for the word agenda. Whatever the agenda happens to be, rightful, wrongful, so forth, is when your your impression of AI is that it is agenda less. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of the agenda that everyone's scared of, which is to eliminate humanity. Mm. That agenda wouldn't necessarily play a role in its responses. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing stopping a human from writing a poem about Trump. So it's a bit, it's, it's interesting. Mm. I, I, and, and I think many will agree. It's, it's interesting. Mm. And does the go- at some point, does, is, is there regulation around this? Yeah. And not that I'm saying that that's what should happen, but should it be at least exposed to the public? how the inner workings of these things and what it can and can't talk about and what those lists look like Mm. which public figures are okay or not okay but it is kind of it is kind of because there was a follow-up question asked where they said oh it has to do with him being banned from social media and it has to do with um the capital riot and and all these different things yeah that it that that's the reason that that name is classified in that way and other social media companies made similar moves if you recall Mm. As far as saying, nope, you're off. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk just made his Twitter account private. Actually, I saw a few people doing it, following his lead. On Wednesday, the tech billionaire took to Twitter to announce he's making his account private for a day. I think he was testing something out. The tweet stated that he was going to make his account private to see if it increased or decreased interaction with his tweets. Mm. Um... As far as other people doing it, I mean, is it supposed to be an encouragement? Could would to imagine would Twitter be a nicer place if everybody's tweets were private and they only spoke to those that were following them? Maybe, but the problem there is that it creates silos. Mm-hmm. It creates uh, silos where people their uh, viewpoint of the world is confined by the group that they choose to access or um, have. Uh, grant access to 
Anyway, this, this is the tweet. Made my account private until tomorrow morning to test whether you see my private tweets more than my public ones. That post amassed over 7 million views. This is a person who is seems to be studying engagement on the platform in order to reverse engineer some of the algorithmic behaviors and different things going on, which is interesting when you consider that person's also the CEO and can also ask questions, but it also highlights the fact that the way in which people interact with algorithms and machine learning things is it, even you have the CEO asking questions publicly and running, doing trial runs and tests publicly mm. to uncover some of the internal behaviors, which apparently are difficult to get answers for. And this has been the case in the past when you talk to YouTube and you say, show me the guy who understands the, what's being suggested on YouTube and the recommendation engine and everything else. They're like, that guy, that guy doesn't exist. Mm. It's not him. It's not him. It's not him. They're all, there are a set of inputs there, but it's not any one person that fully understands it. At least that's what they say. Well, mm-hmm. maybe somebody who works over there can, can tell me something different. But anyway, I, I, I tend to, my own taste is kind of against the private uh, in this case, only because, as I mentioned, it, it can create those silo effects. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, he's not really a candidate for private anyway, because how private is 100 million followers? Mm-hmm. It's not really private anyway. And I think he wants everyone to view his tweets, you know? Being the CEO and being like super transparent. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not going to stay private. Yeah. It's just an experiment. Tesla Model S breaks winter range record. How'd they do it? I need to know. I there was, need to uh, know ASAP. There was testing in Norway. And it's pretty cold there. No, I, I, it's pretty cold, but I need to do whatever it is they're doing. Yeah, you should. Because it's working. I need to do exactly what they're doing. Because I'm out there in the winter. Yes. And I'm getting killed with the range stuff. And we're particularly harsh, like, today. Right now, we we finally got winter. Remember I told you, it was sniffing around, now we got it. Yeah. And it is having an effect on your EV. There's no doubt about it. I mean, part of it, you're pumping the heat. I had an experience the other day. It was maybe yesterday. And I think it might have hit some on the gauge in Celsius, maybe minus 14 at one point in the night. I don't know if it did or not. I don't know which day it was. But the heat wasn't really hot coming out of it. Oh. Like wow. a combustion type of heat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I hit some kind of threshold. It was warm, but it wasn't hot. And I it was noticeable to me that in slightly less cold temperatures, it can be blazing hot on the high setting. Right, right. So I was like, hmm. Do and you keep it indoors? In a garage? Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, but often it would be parked outdoors. Because I noticed you parked it in today. Yeah, parked indoors sometimes. It, it, you know, as far as the defrost or, or heating it before you get to it, yeah, preconditioning. I do. There is some of that going on, but all of these things have effects on your range, obviously. Oh yeah, of course. They're all gonna crack a dent out of there. They're all uh, consuming energy. Uh, anyways, Tesla Model S has broken the winter range record for years now. Norway has been conducting extensive range and efficiency tests in cold weather, which is a concern for EV buyers in regions with harsh winters. This year's test was the most extensive to date. 29 different EV models. Wow. Conducted on a loop between Oslo and uh, Herken at temperatures between minus 5C and minus 10C. Okay, so that's pretty good. A pretty good range of coldness. And this is the loop that they took, and they did it. Oh, there's Lillehammer. Isn't that just a beautiful name for a place? They had the Olympics there in Lillehammer when I was a youngster. Well, you were a youngster as well. Norway's a great place for the Winter Olympics. Uh, Okay, so here's our chart. And we can see the Model S standard. Uh, Mercedes EQE 300. BMW i7. BMW i4. Tesla Model X Plaid. We have just so many different vehicles on this list. And the Model S standard is at the very top with a 634-kilometer range. Whoa. That's pretty massive in those temperatures. I haven't experienced anything like that. I do also have the Plaid model, which I think probably knocks it down a peg or two. You can see the Model X Plaid at 543. Oh, wait a second. Those, that's the listed range, not the achieved range. That's what it's supposed to do. 
and how how much of a deviation it is. Mm-hmm. So in the so cold, you would look at the percentages. Here. Oh, never mind. So the actual range on the Model S standard five thirty, the listed being six thirty four. So that's a reduction in sixteen percent due to the weather conditions and so forth. The Plaid model sees a minus 18%. Some are even bigger than that. Mercedes EQE, 33% drop from the 614 range all the way down to 409. I see. I see what we're doing here. So they actually are the closest. Tesla's the closest to the suggested or the listed range. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. Kia is kind of close too, but that's just much smaller numbers to begin with. You yeah, Tesla has been the range king, has it not? As far as actually delivering the range, the originator in the space still is the kind of the range king. And it's the standard model, not the plaid. So, yeah. Yeah, so if, if that's what, if you're looking, if you want to prioritize range, then... In cold weather? Then that model is sufficient. But I don't understand, is there not an extended range model or is it just standard plaid? I thought there was one other trim, long range, right? Why did they not test that one? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the ideal candidate? Maybe they're just testing the base models of everything. No, because they had a Model X Plaid there. Oh, the Plaid. Oh, yeah. You're right. Mm. But I, it may just been what they had ex- access to. Oh, never mind. It is just the two. So you're either getting the Model S standard or you're getting the Model S Plaid. Mm. So, so the long range thing is basically over, it looks like. Just get one or the other. And the plaid is listed here, 396. Go back to the Tesla page there and then click on Model S. Four or five, yeah. So obviously the plaid takes a hit. Mm. Even even if you're like me and you put it in chill mode all the time. Yeah. Still taking a hit. Mm-hmm. Well, give me a little more volume in the headphones if you yeah, don't mind. Well. Yeah, there's something going on with this thing today. Yeah. We'll check, check, it. one, two. Something going on with it, wouldn't you agree? Audio is good. It's just uh, It's just in my headphones, yeah. <laughs> it's like a drum. Like yeah, people don't drum. know what I'm hearing right now. I know you're going nuts. That's I why I start playing with the headphone cable because I'm like, Will's trying to sabotage me over here. <laughs> uh, somebody in the chat also tells us it's a fancy heat pump that Tesla uses for cold weather efficiency, and they mm. did a really nice video describing how it works and how much engineering went into it. Mm. Did you see that video? No. Oh, it's it's a, it's a pretty cool. If you're into engineering or I guess understanding of how, of the electric vehicle slash uh, cold weather conundrum. Mm-hmm. I think it's on their YouTube channel. Oh. Tesla heat pump video. Just put heat pump video and let's just make sure people can find it if they want. <clears throat> Course is going to be increasingly complicated and Will's going to goof around here for a minute. I'm going to try. I'm going to try here. There you go, 13 days ago. It was just published, and a lot of people saw it, which I'm sure is why it was suggested inside of the, the chat here. Uh, more range in cold weather. Heat pump draws excess heat from the powertrain to maximize supercharging speeds and driving range in cold weather. Hmm. It's, it's a complex. It's a very cool video and a very cool design. Cool. And it appears to be critical in getting these ranges in cold weather. Hmm. OpenAI launches ChatGPT Plus starting at $20 per month. Oh, already? They just launched it? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's official. Well, the rumor was Microsoft was going to give them billions of dollars. It was going to be $42. So I guess 20 is better than that. But I just, I'm curious if people are willing to pay for it. Aiming to monetize what's become a viral phenomenon, OpenAI today launched a new pilot subscription plan for ChatGPT. Uh, starting at, oh, starting at 20 per month. The service delivers a number of benefits over the base level chat GPT, including general access, even during peak times, fast, well, they know how to get you right now because you can't even log on right now. Yeah. They're like, um, priority sequence, yeah, you'll uh, bypass the line. And all of a sudden, Will's like, mm. he's hovering on the mouse for 20 a month. 20 a month is not cheap, though. Like, that's yeah. pretty... Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know how many subscriptions you have over 20 a month. Um, no, not at all. But um, I'll give it a shot and see what the benefits are. I usually just have a GPT bookmarked and it's in my tab so I don't have to quit. <laughs> and I just refresh it from time to time and I'm in. So that's the reason no one else can use it is because you never close it. Yeah, I'm just constantly on. I have all the browser tabs so rude yeah during peak times faster response times priority access 
Free ChatGPT tier is here to stay. So you can still use the free one. It's just going to suck, is what they're basically saying. And Plus is only available to customers in the U.S. at the moment. How dare you? What about your Canadian brothers? Rude. OpenAI says it'll be in the process of inviting people from the wait list in the coming months and look to expand Plus to additional countries and regions soon. Here's a quote from the company. We launched ChatGPT as a research preview so we could learn more about the system's strengths and weaknesses and gather user feedback to help us improve upon its limitations. Since then, millions of people have given us feedback. We've made several uh, important updates, and we've seen users find value across a range of professional uses, including drafting and editing content, brainstorming ideas, programming help, and learning new topics. Listen, Will, can you imagine a scale of a company that's charging the entire world 20 bucks a month? Because nobody can exist without their chat GPT. Mm. No one even knows how to answer any questions anymore without it. Mm-hmm. No one knows how to respond to a text without asking chat GPT first. Mm. And it'll cost you 20 a month and 20 once uh, it becomes imperative that you have this thing. 20 becomes 200, doesn't it? Yeah. Based and, on this uh, next article, I feel like they're going to make a pretty penny. And then Microsoft says, take some billions from us take a few of these billions that we have sitting around and make trillions <laughs> and just figure out the rest of it and, yeah. and, and 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 we'll just take a small piece of these subscription fees the yeah. whole, whole world's gonna be cheating on there no, i'm kidding no i don't know don't if it's cheating that. i mean no don't i'm saying listen man the definition of cheating is going to change isn't it mm. what is cheating <laughs> what is cheating Can you define cheating chat gpt Oh, so you don't you best be asking ChatGPT about what cheating actually is. Yeah. ChatGPT may be the fastest growing consumer app in internet uh, internet history, reaching a hundred million users in two months. <laughs> hundred million users in two months. Faster than TikTok. Twenty bucks a month. It is so, when you build a tool that people perceive as being so useful, it's all of a sudden, it's it's different than entertainment because these are entertainment size numbers. You think Mm. to yourself, Mm. oh, the fastest growing uh, YouTube channel or the the hottest show on Netflix and it's been viewed 50 million times or whatever. No, no, no. We're not talking about a view here. We're talking about a whole new subscription potential. Yeah. Let's turn that faucet on. Open up the gates of AI because that type of funding. A hundred million users feeding into the machine as well. Open up the skies. Ooh. I think I'm going to go watch Dune or something. Yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> I think I'm going to go watch Dune. What does it mean for Meta? Why'd you bring up Meta, a uh, chart for them? Dude, it's uh, it's really high right now. Oh, Meta's booming. I wish Mo was here Do to you talk feel markets. like there's some a correlation here that ChatGPT success somehow uh, is feeding into other tech stocks? Is that possible? I see NASDAQ is up. Tesla's up. Scroll down just a little bit. Let's just look at this yeah, report. Yeah, let's just do this. Uh, fastest growing in history, UBS report and rolling out the 20 bucks a month subscription. Okay, good. Faster responses. People love it even more. Fastest growing app in history after it was estimated to have reached 100 million monthly active users by the end of January. Monthly active users, not not signups, not email addresses, monthly active users. Comfortably beating the growth speeds of major apps like TikTok and Instagram, according to the UBS note. It took TikTok nine months to reach the same level of users. Instagram took two and a half years and Spotify only amassed 100 million after four and a half years. In 20 years following the internet space, we cannot recall a faster ramp. You know how many people are reading this report and going, okay, just AI, 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 AI. Forget all this other uh, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going, AI, 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 AI. Forget all this other stuff. That's yeah. it. That's all it is. 100 million users take over the world. It's happening now. Even guys like Tim uh, are reading this. Apple's reading this. Um, uh, Mark is reading this. Jeff is reading this. Mm-hmm. They're all reading this. They got the reports. They're coming in. It's flying in. 
talking about 20 a month. I'm going to include ChatGPT with Prime. You don't think I can do it? I, got, I, I can do it. Uh, I got the billions. What do I need to sign? What do I need? To, I can do it. Yeah. Blank check. I could, he's flexing when he's, he's flexing as well. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Could, Jeff, why are you flexing? I can do it. Yeah. Jeff, why you sound like that? Jeff, why is your shirt off? Oh, Jeff, why are you on a yacht right now? Yeah. Jeff, when's the last time you took those shades off? Mm. Jeff, why are you aging in reverse? You look like 20. <laughs> Netflix made an anime using AI. Due to a labor shortage and fans are pissed. Anime fans are pretty serious bunch, Will. Agree or disagree? I think so. Serious bunch. I think anime for them is like a traditional art form. Well, even the way you just even the way you even the way you just said it right there. What? (laughs) Even the way you just said it right there. You gotta just do that one more time for us. Um Well yeah. Um No no, say the word one more time for us. Anime? Anime. Anime? (laughs) (laughs) You're exaggerated there. No, you just outed yourself, man. You outed yourself. You're legit now. I'm not too much of an anime fan. You're you're, uh, you're street cred, dude. You're all types of... Or Game of Thrones, but... No, no, you're... Come on, man. Tell the truth. You're watching those things. uh, I've only watched a few. Go ahead. And some are really good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Give a recommendation. uh, Cowboy Bebop is really good. Okay, there you go. I knew you you were into (laughs) that. I knew you had stuff going on. You should watch it, dude. It's uh, no, one of the great animes. No, listen, listen, listen. For, by the record, uh, for the record, by the record, and for the record, does it have to be a series, or can I just watch a movie? Does that count? Sure, yeah. Yeah, because I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I watched those, some of those movies, like Ghost in the Shell, and I like yeah, that stuff. it's great. No, no, I like that stuff. It's just more the series stuff. I, I, I can't watch any of these series. I told you I watched the tennis, the tennis stuff going on. Yeah. They were swinging the rackets around. I think there's an anime about that. <laughs> okay, there's a new film called The Dog and the Boy. It's using AI-generated art for its backgrounds. Oh, dear Lord. Well, you that. can understand why people are pissed, right? Because they're like, what about all these artists, man? Like, uh, this yeah. is a whole thing. You're, yeah. you're, like, this is a whole... What about you? Are you pissed? Because you're doing the drawing and stuff. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I feel like they're taking jobs away from artists and it makes the show have less of a soul yeah but what's weird is we talk about it in other avenues like with the lawyers coming in the other day and we're like ah yeah that's fine it's weird (laughs) right like what is the double standard like what is it allowed to be used for not allowed like everybody's jobs i've even said it even ours are these jobs over here we're gonna be obsolete you know why can't i just look like that guy right there and be ai generated and have all the best chat GPT stories. Mm. And, you know, the guy, that, that, that dude would crush what I'm capable of. That dude doesn't get tired. Mm. I'm sitting over here. I'm on farm boy coffee number 12. Yeah. The other guy, that version of uh, the, this guy. 24-7. Yeah. Live stream. Yeah, dude. Ready for anything. Delivering future. Uh, future news yeah the yeah. news that even happened yet yeah. wow imagine that predictive because 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 it's, it's got such a finger on the pulse it knows about stuff before it happens yeah probably markets that'll be interesting because of all the inputs mm. 100 million users it'll be 500 million in a moment all just constantly feeding it Home. Open the sky. Why? I, why do I feel like it's? The, huh? ne- never mind. Okay. It's this would be a good time for sci-fi right now. We need more. I'm asking for uh, more from sci-fi right now. What do you mean? I just need some new sci-fi that's taking all of this into account. What's happening and is going to project like a a show fifty like years an anime? Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. In a tweet, Netflix Japan claimed the project, a short called The Dog and the Boy, uses AI-generated art in response to labor shortages in the anime industry as an experimental effort to help the anime industry 
which has a labor shortage. We used image generation technology for the background images of all the of all three minute video cuts. And I guess they were kind of excited by it. They're like, this is cool, right? And then people were like, no, not cool. Yeah. We wanted the old school. Man, I'm also conflicted now because I think about how hard animation is to do uh, if it's just straight up hand drawn. Yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. Isn't it always? Yeah. Dude, it's hard. Like, uh, just taking so much time and effort to do it. I don't know. Would AI be better for it? Mm, careful. I'm just playing devil's advocate at the moment. To yourself? Yeah. I'm careful. having a debate with myself. It's, a, it's, it's super complex. We've obviously had had tools come in over the years that have been controversial right at one time the electric guitar they're like are you they're like that's not art uh-huh. right they're like, that's not art and it just changes over time I and mean, the paintbrush is still there the charcoal is still there but also so are all these other tools and i'm sure at one time when animation was exclusively hand-drawn mm-hmm. there were probably naysayers that were like what are you trying to do pixar like, you're gonna ruin everything yeah with 3d animation now i understand philosophically we're in a whole different place now where it's all types of like remixed art that mm-hmm. stuff is trained on. And the, then the artists are sitting there saying, wait, we built this monster to kill us? Mm. No, thank you. Did 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 you ask to in terms of the data set? And then they're saying, we didn't have to ask. You put it on the web. Loser. I mean, they're not saying loser, but yeah. you know where I'm going with this, Will. Yeah. Very complicated times. Uh, will you watch the... Uh, AI generated anime. I mean, I, obviously, it's just the backgrounds. Will you be watching this on Netflix? Uh, at the moment, probably not. You will not yeah. be checking. I'm it on out. the side of the artist for well, now. <laughs> okay, a week from now you'll be. Yeah, checking. okay, maybe. All right, <laughs> unbelievable. AMD is undershipping chips to balance CPU and GPU supply. Less supply to balance out demand and keep prices high. What? Are they saying they're fixing the prices? Isn't that against the rules? Uh. I don't know. As a PC industry flounders, Intel suffered from such disastrous sales last quarter that it instituted pay cuts and other extreme measures going forward. AMD's client PC sales also dropped dramatically, a whopping 51% year over year, but the company managed to eke out a small profit despite the sky falling. So why aren't CPU and GPU prices falling too? In a call with Investors Tuesday night, CEO Lisa Su confirmed that AMD has been undershipping chips for a while now. We've been undershipping to sell through or consumption for the last two quarters we undershipped in Q3, we undershipped in Q4, we will undership to a lesser extent in Q1. So they just openly admitted it. Hmm. There, there's an, an update. AMD's VP of communications, Drew Prairie, was like, I don't like this article. I will issue an update. Yeah. Write this down. Here's the clarification. He says, we are shipping below consumption because there is too much inventory in the channel And the partners want to carry lower levels of inventory based on the demand they are seeing and their expectations for their business. The idea we are doing this to keep prices elevated isn't accurate. Our client ASP was flat year over year, and that is due to a mix of CPUs shipped. It is the language is accusatory when you say they are undershipping and keeping the prices high. Obviously, I don't know. But I can understand if you have channel partners, retailers, e-commerce sites that aren't moving product, I can understand them not wanting to put more of it on the shelf because mm-hmm. it's risk. Yeah. And they're like, man, demand isn't super high for it. We don't want to stock it right now. So both of these things are possible. But definitely this VP did not like the language from the original quotes and especially the word under shipping. And it goes to show you the importance of terminology, Will. Mm-hmm. Even here sometimes, I'm like, you can't say that. And you're like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, you can't use that word. And you're like, ChatGPT told me to. Uh-huh. And I'm like, see, that's the problem. Yeah. Nuance. Humans are pretty good at nuance for the time mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. AI will get there, but we're decent at nuance. Netflix now offers spatial audio on 700 plus titles, but only for customers on the most expensive plan. Yeah, of course. 
I actually saw yesterday a few people were uh, uh, yelling in the chat about the new rules around password sharing. I think Netflix offers some more clarification on that. Oh, okay. And uh, it's basically, I think it's something to do with how often you're going to have to log in or like log out and log back in to a device. Mm. Netflix has unveiled its plans to prevent password sharing between people in households outside of an account's owner's primary location. So they warned about this for a while. Yep. They said, hey, we're going to do this. Mm. But people were curious, how will you impl- implement such things? How many devices can I have? Yeah. What about my cottage or what about when I'm traveling? This was originally reported by G-Hacks. The streaming services detailed how it aims to crack down on account sharing. In an updated FAQ, the information varies between countries. But it looks like the company will be paying careful attention to the devices used to log into the accounts. Here's the FAQ for pages in the U.S. and U.K. Devices may require verification if they have if they are not associated with the Netflix household or if they attempt to access an account outside the subscriber's primary location for an extended period of time. That's not incredibly specific, but you can imagine here if you log in, say, at a relative's house. Mm-hmm. and you're like, well, let's just watch my Netflix for a bit. Well, at some point, they're going to be prompted to re-log in. Uh-huh. The company will use information such as IP addresses, device IDs, and account activity, and the new rules state that devices must connect to the, to the Wi-Fi at the primary location and watch something on Netflix at least once every 31 days. Mm. Super interesting. They got that, by the way, from the Costa Rican Help Center. So people are... Uh, pooling, they're, they're pooling together yeah. information from all these different different regional sites and policies to try to figure out how Netflix is actually going to implement this. But it appears it's going to get more difficult increasingly. And if you're currently password sharing, it might not be the comfiest thing to do mm. into the view into the future. And then you also got to look at Netflix Netflix as a company and what that's going to mean for their bottom line as potentially people either add accounts or cancel accounts. Mm-hmm. It either pisses them off to the extent that they cancel or those people that had been previously password sharing have to upgrade accounts or get accounts of their own. And wouldn't it affect their hours watch per like show or movie, <clears throat> which mm. will, help, will hurt their bottom line? Retention. I think it's going to drop. Well, it, it, again, they don't. the advertising model is new for them. The ad tier, but you're right. They're always out there parading around their retention numbers mm-hmm. and their hit shows and how many watch people watch. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not just how they are able to uh, claim that they're a successful company, but it's also how they attract content creators, sure, movie makers, and so forth, who rely on their projects being seen in order to get their next job. So when they cut that exclusive deal, and obviously there's money involved, but when they cut that exclusive deal with Netflix, it's a good thing to them that that then means that people will see their project. Mm -hmm. Promotes them. Mm -hmm. Okay, back to this story, though. Netflix now offers spatial audio and 700-plus titles, but only for the most expensive plan, which, by the way, is like 20-something bucks now. It's in the 20s. Spatial audio is obviously very fun and cool, and I really enjoy it when I'm watching on a mobile device. Oh, not just headphones? Yeah. I mean, it's... On a mobile device, like an iPad is kind of where it's... I thought it only works in headphones. Yeah. No? What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So you watch it with a mobile device and headphones. Well, what else else are you going to watch with headphones? Do you use headphones on your couch, like watching TV? Uh, I mean, I guess some people do, but no. it's, it's... But I thought you were just watching um, on a mobile device without headphones. Oh, no, you, no, no, work. no, 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 you got to have headphones. Gotcha. But it could be a phone or a tablet, but I just think that the phone is the experience. You got this great sound, but this tiny screen is... Gotcha. You're kind of trying to match. I think just think the tablet is more ideal. Anyway, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Netflix is hoping audiophiles will upgrade to the $20 per month premium tier to gain access to the streamer's full collection of content that supports spatial audio. Netflix initially announced support for theater-like spatial audio using existing... Oh, look at this. Stereo speakers. So, no. Oh. They're going to provide it with stereo speakers as well. Spatial audio, in theory, provides okay. a 360-degree audio experience, including... Well, this is the problem using this terminology, spatial audio, because with the headphones, it's doing head tracking. 
which is what is giving mm. you the interpretation of space. I'm not sure how that's implemented with stereo speakers. There's no head tracking inside. Maybe just surround sound. Inside the hardware. It's yeah. not monitoring your head's location in space. No. 360-degree uh, audio experience. Netflix announced the spatial audio is now available on more than 700 of its most-watched titles. I mean, it needs to be in the software as well for the different titles. they got Stranger Things. Glass Onion is in there. And it plans to add it to more popular titles in the future. Uh, the expanded list of movies and TV shows with spatial audio is available only on Netflix Premium. That's going to be the key. Mm. I don't know if they're going to list the price here, but it's one more differentiating factor. Oh, here they go. Uh, spatial audio... On premium, the highest quality sound experience, whether they are watching at home on TV, computer, or on the go with a phone or tablet. A game changer in the premium viewing uh, plan, high-end feature. We're also getting 4K HDR Dolby Atmos. Yeah, we knew about that. Uh, oh, there. This is the technical ex explanation we need. It's right there. Netflix is upping... Oh, no, 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 right there. Netflix's spatial audio can be re reproduced via the built-in stereo speakers on any device. That said, according to the company, its supportive spatial audio is primarily optimized for laptops and tablets. Yeah, of course it is. The streamer launched spatial audio using Sennheiser's Ambio 2 channel spatial audio, which translates original immersive mixes into two-channel audio. Okay, listen. This seems very complex. I think the experience is still going to be at its best in headphones, no matter what they're stating here. Right. You know, maybe you have a more immersive experience on speakers slightly. Mm. And obviously, if you have a surround sound setup, it doesn't matter because that's even another level to it. But, but when you have headphones on, you're watching on a mobile device, that's where the spatial audio really kicks in, gotcha. in my experience. Apple and Google face mounting pressure to remove TikTok from app stores. Ooh, again. Always, yeah. We're back <clears throat> to this topic. Um, I haven't, I mean, they haven't, it hasn't been a tremendous amount of pressure since Trump. Uh-huh. But you do recall. But there's a lot of states that's banned TikToks and government devices. Government devices. But Trump was talking about chopping it out completely yeah. way back. God, way back at this point. Senator Michael Bennett wrote directly to Tim Cook and Sundar Pichai Thursday, calling on their companies to remo remove downloads of the app. This is not going to go any go away. This is going to keep happening. Mm. Uh, Senator Michael Bennett, who's a Democrat, by the way, demanded that Apple, I, I don't know why I assumed, maybe because Trump was on it on the Republican side, a Democrat wants to get rid mm. of it. Uh, Apple and Google immediately removed TikTok from their app stores. Bennett's push to restrict downloads of the app is just the latest in a series of mounting congressional actions to ban the embattled Chinese-owned app since January. Republicans and, and Democrats have been calling for either their colleagues or Biden to quickly impose stricter data collection restrictions or a nationwide ban on the app, citing risks to U.S. national security. TikTok's vast influence and aggressive data collection pose a specific threat to U.S. national security because of its parent company's obligations under Chinese law. Given these grave and growing concerns, I ask that you remove TikTok from your respective app stores immediately. Whoa. Well, we've known about the extensive data collection going on there. And obviously, you can point at other apps that, are, uh, that also have extensive data collection that are not based in China. But this is extensive data collection, which is exported. Mm. That, that data is traveling across the ocean. And that's where the national security component comes in. This, this, this would not be exclusive to the U.S. Other nations have done similar things. Famously, as we talked about on this show, India uh, banned TikTok a long outright. time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. That's it. It's just, it's done. Choose something else, watch something else. And they even were attempting to push homegrown versions. Mm. It's interesting because TikTok obviously has tremendous momentum. Right, just the word take like everybody knows it, gets it, and so forth. But you do wonder now with YouTube getting into shorts and Instagram moving so heavily into reels, how much people will be bothered by TikTok specifically no longer existing mm -hmm. if they would just substitute it for one of these other ones, which has implemented most of the features that it has. Right. And it's homegrown. You've used more TikTok than I have. Is there some like critical aspect? beyond algorithm and recommendations man i don't know maybe it's just friends using it you know i would imagine if i was a teenager and all my friends were using this specific app i have to use it right but if it's not there anymore 
then probably just adopt another app that has, you're right, probably the same features. Okay. Mm. So, so, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens over here. Mm-hmm. Amazon's, Amazon's drone delivery made less than 10 home deliveries in a month. <laughs> it's not looking good. Well, they're just like, listen, man, this stuff is hard. Wow, look at this fake backyard where <laughs> they're showing, demoing. It the, looks like a home improvement it's, with Tim Allen. Yeah, it's so funny with the fake blue sky. Yeah. Residents of Lockford, California and College Station, Texas, have previously expressed safety concerns over the company's drones. I mean, it looks like it has some decent protection around the propellers, but it could still fall on your head. It looks huge, though. It's, it does look huge. Is it the, just the angle? I like the guy's expression on the far right side. That guy right there. He's doing the thumbnail right now. He's like, hmm. <laughs> Amazon good. Prime Air received clearance from the FAA to bring drone delivery to Lockford and College Station in November and December of 2022. Customers were finally able to purchase their favorite products and have them shipped via Amazon Prime Air. However, sources close to the project told the information this week that Amazon's drones have only delivered packages to fewer than 10 houses in two towns by mid-January. So this happened December 2022. So you got like, what, I don't know, a month? In a month, it really hasn't delivered too many things. The lull in deliveries is likely due to tricky clearance from the Federal Aviation Administration, which states that Amazon's drones cannot fly over roads or people without case-by-case permission. Amazon has so far only been able to release drone deliveries in two towns. Well, there's going to be heavy restrictions on this. Like, people are probably clicking drone uh, air, Amazon air, and it's like, oh, not available right now, or not available to your address, or whatever it is. It's just going to be be very restrictive in the immediate future yeah but i can't say i mean i was surprised they were even able to get clearance to do a test run of it even to do 10 of them uh-huh. lockford has a population of 3500 and college station has a population of 120,000. and amazon received faa approval to bring amazon primary to these towns back in november and december but uh, only two houses in lockford re- received three drone deliveries while only five houses in college station mm. Yeah, listen, it's people are are worried they're going to have re- hefty restrictions on the thing. Uh you're going to eventually going to have a news story someone tries to shoot one down. Like mm-hmm. of course that's going to happen. It uh, is a cool concept though. Well, yeah, it's extremely very futuristic. It a lot of people understand it immediately. They're like, "Well, I mean, the air. Look at the air. There's nothing in the mm-hmm. air. Yeah, Look no at all traffic. this traffic over here." Yeah. But it's definitely one of those concepts that is easy to understand and get behind, but then extremely difficult to implement and mm-hmm. deal with all the restrictions and regulations and everything else mm-hmm. and risk factors because we can't ignore the risk factors. Like as soon as something goes wrong, people are like, why are these things even, why are they even in, in our driveways to begin with after yeah. it falls, you know, has and some malfunction? spying on us. Well, privacy, it's just like everything yeah. else. It's like everything else. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good luck to Amazon and everyone. I mean, Amazon doesn't need me wishing them good luck, uh, by the way. <laughs> They're doing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I think I told How you before. You yeah, Jeff, is he's flexing right now, man. He's got his shades on and uh, he's investing in some sort of AI lawyer. And his AI lawyer is going to argue why his drones should be delivering all the things. Yeah, you don't want to mess with him. And he'll they'll be... Uh, making the case to all the parties and regulators, and they're going to take one look at this and be an, an instantly agree. Uh huh. And if they don't, he's going to kick them out of his arena in Seattle. Yeah. That's your guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much to everybody who joined here today. We do definitely appreciate it. Uh, thank you for all the super chats. And remember, if you want to participate in these live broadcasts on a daily basis during the week get out of here come on with the seriously daily basis during the week all you gotta do is hit the notification bell because this lives on the live tab and not on the videos tab it's pretty much the best way to make sure you can partake and participate including tomorrow morning for an early show a coffee show get yourself a coffee tomorrow morning it's gonna be bright and early you're gonna wake up with us tomorrow well depending on where you are in the world 
It'll be a, a few hours, maybe even four hours before our usual time mm. because of other obligations I have. But guess what? I didn't let those other, other obligations get in the way of the show. So I just wake up earlier. That's dedication. Good job. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow. Later. <laughs>